Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with me, Lindsay Heron, Steve Conroy, and joining us on video link today is Des Roach. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being with us again today. Another huge week, obviously, in, in Scottish football ahead. The season well and truly underway, guys. And, of course, eagerly anticipating the first Celtic Rangers match of the season. A game that's always kind of, sort of defines what's happened so far in terms of the football side of things. But uh, a massive moment for the, the man in charge, Steve. Oh yeah, if you, you you just can't overstate it. I've I've said on here uh, what it's like to be uh, in the middle of it, uh, and even though we're we're agreeing there maybe a wee bit more stayed uh, than they used to be, you just can't you just can't overstate the the size of this game. So whoever it is that gets it, uh, they're in for a sleepless week. We understand, Des, that um, the man who will get this game will be Nick Walsh, one of the the rising stars, obviously in the in the refereeing world in the last few seasons pretty confident that Nick will be allocated to the match um, and deservedly so I think he's fastly gaining a reputation for being Scotland's number one referee at this minute in time he's not put a foot wrong as much seen so far this year and he's obviously done one last year so it's a natural progression and to get the first one of the season it's a it's a big vote of confidence for from Nick uh, so early on You'd always been talking about Nick's qualities, Steve, that you felt he was he was the man for, for the big occasion. So I guess you'd be quite happy that he would be allocated this game. Oh, yes. I think it's the, the sensible the sensible decision. I don't think that they could really, in the current circumstances, uh, give it to anybody else. Thoroughly deserves it. He's done his time and I know he, he's, he's done one already, but this will be the first one in front of uh, the 60,000. If he was nervous... Last time, then he's he's in for a surprise this time. He'll he'll love it, um, <laughs> but he's he's more than fit for it. Of course, that was uh, when during COVID times, Des, uh, it was a Rangers four one victory at the end of the twenty. 20- uh, 21 season he sent off Callum McGregor in that game so I guess it proves you know that he's he's got the the ability to, to make to make big calls if need be does oh absolutely next next there by by merit um I think that what you'll see come Saturday in front of the big crowd is and I'm hoping and I'm, I'm pretty sure this will be the case Nick will also step up his his game he'll be super super charged up for it super focused what we've really got to do is just let him get out there Get, get control of the game and try and put his personality across as well. I'd like to see him control the game that way. And the players, both Celtic and Rangers are behind the, the way they've started the season, both Champions League qualifiers, obviously. So we're looking for the right man for the job and I certainly believe that Nick is the right man for the job this weekend. Just looking at last year's matches, Steve, um, like you just said, that there, there weren't too many explosive moments in, in, in the, the five derbies that actually took place as the two sides also met in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, uh, normally you, you could rhyme off um, the, the incidents one after the other but really struggling to think of anything of any significance although I do keep saying um, you know we give credit to both sets of management but you also give credit to all the officials that, that done it as well mm. I'm going to use my old phrase my mother could make a game difficult but the guys managed to control it uh, control them handle all the games very well so credit to everybody that, uh, that was involved in them um, and I hope that Nick gets a, uh, a relatively I'm not going to use the Q word um, he has a relatively Easy weekend of it. Absolutely. Bobby Madden did two of the games last year. Des, Kevin Clancy got the first one 
Uh, Willie Collum did the uh, 2-1 game in April. He was supposed to get that February game that Bobby ended up doing instead. And then John Beaton did the last one, a 1-1 draw. Looks like none of these guys are good. Well, obviously Bobby's left to go to English football, but the other three are certainly not in contention. I don't think that anybody else is in, in with a... To, to be honest, I don't think anybody else is in with a shout. As much as you can have a shoe in and these kind of things, then Nick is it. And, you know, interestingly enough, you maybe take a, a look and an indication of the people who were involved this weekend um, and take that as a gauge to who will be involved next weekend. Um, and, and I think that, again, speaks for itself. It wasn't, it wasn't used this weekend, so they're mitigating any chances of them getting something horribly wrong and it's going to get back into a game maybe on the on the back of a poor performance and people looking at them in the newspapers and crowd expecting. So, no, I think it was quite tactical that he wasn't used as a match official this weekend, certainly uh, in the middle, and just keeping him keeping his powder dry for, for this weekend. Mm-hmm. And equally, he's, he's not been allocated to any of the, the League Cup matches this week either, other than I think his fourth official, uh, perhaps, at uh, one of the games but he's certainly not in the middle yeah no he's not reffing and again that's that's the sensible decision apart from the fact that if he if he you know and very unlikely if he was to make a, a mess of something but as well as that if he was to come down with an injury mm. um, then that would put their their uh, the kibosh on their planning so uh, that that's a sensible decision and again a, an indication of part of the reason that we are led to believe that it's it's nick that's getting it what do you think, Des? I mean, you've seen the, the two teams um, in action. You know, there doesn't seem to be too many, um, how would you put it, thuggish style players on either side, you know, that, that would maybe lead to potential flashpoints. Not quite the same as it was maybe 10 years ago or five years ago. Yeah, I, I, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the players can very well handle themselves and, and put themselves about for, for a challenge if it's required. But I think it's very reflective of the current two managers, the way that they play football, they both like to have the ball on the ground, they both like to, to have fluid, fluidity and pace among, amongst their team. So the the brutality and the, the, the caution counts aren't as big as they used to be and we're not going to maybe get those flashpoint situations. However, I'm sure it's an old firm derby with the eyes of the world on them. Um, both, obviously, Van Bronckhorst being an ex-Rangers player, he'll know exactly what it means to the fans. And Ange Postecoglou, obviously, having the game at home and being the current champions, they're not going to want to let anything anything drop in that game so I expect it to be expect it to be very competitive um, but I, hopefully not and let's hope it's not jinxing it I do think it's going to be a, <laughs> a, blood, a blood and thunder game hopefully <laughs> it's going to be three reds now and a police inquiry well we've been not bad at predicting up to now so hopefully <laughs> uh, that the hex hasn't been put on it there now <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll give my, my, my apologies to Nick in advance <laughs> So as, as a referee you know, in the ascendancy, getting the big game as far as we believe, and like we or like you guys had uh, confirmed a couple of weeks ago, um, after Willie Collum's difficult day uh, at Easter Road, the SFA have backed him, Steve. He's back into a big match Wednesday night, uh, Ross County Celtic. Yeah, that's what we said. I don't think that there was ever going to be any uh, any doubt whether we agreed or didn't with, his, uh, with the bulk of his decisions. There's not a chance that the SFA would take a lasting, a lasting effect on Willie. One game, and that could maybe be argued that it was all part of the ballot anyway, so that's what was going to happen. But, you know, th- there's no way that there was going to be a, a, a lasting uh, gap in Willie's CV for this season. Not a chance. No, not, not at all. They've backed Willie so much for so many years that it would have been almost catastrophic if they'd done anything by taking him out the firing line and, and demoting him down leagues or whatever, or giving him a prolonged absence. I think the way the SFA operate is that they back their referees or back some referees more than others, but Willie was always going to be, Willie's always going to be favoured here, and that, it's not a surprise whatsoever. 
Maybe what's the flutter in Willie giving a penalty, mind you, Steve? Uh, he's given four already this season. A couple of them in Europe, right enough, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll count. Yeah, he's top of the league so far. Um, so I... <laughs> If, if you're that way inclined, then 50 pence. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as we've seen um, up to now, he's, he certainly doesn't shirk decisions. He gets stuck in and he's uh, very quick at making his decisions. And that includes penalties. So, and, you know, I, th- I think maybe after, and we'll talk about it later, there might be some injustice uh, in the Ross County camp just now that might fire them up a wee bit. So I, it could be odds on. <laughs> I don't think Willie's performance uh, in, in the previous match we're talking about, the, the Rangers and Hibs, I don't think any feedback that he received from that will change his game in any way, shape or form. It's never changed. He's always been that way and it'll be that way until until he finishes. So I think it'll always maybe court a little bit of controversy and, and, and inquiry. Well, you've teed it up nicely, uh, Steve. And um, the big, big talking point of the weekend was in the Rangers-Ross County game. The game's goal is 17 minutes in. James Sands already been booked, holding back or impeding uh, Jordi Hewula. And then he did it again, even worse perhaps than the first one. Mm-hmm. And Don Robertson let it go. I don't understand and I, I'm always trying to mitigate, but I, I, I can't for Don on this occasion. And I, I used to be at the, the same training area as Don. So, I, you know, if I was I was always friendly with Don. So it's, it's not said it's not said easily, but no, he got that one completely wrong. He was in good position. He, uh, un, all right, maybe a bit distance, but he had an, an unimpeded view of of what was going on he's obviously just called it wrong although it's not just his decision you you see where on the the pitch that was the far side assistant Mm -hmm. had a clear unimpeded view and had probably the better view the best view of everybody because he saw he would have seen the arms round the back yeah and that is in prime fourth official territory so that wasn't down entirely to dawn that was a that was a team failure a system a system failure if you like mm-hmm. yeah i guess you agree with that des it's uh, you know why did the, the fourth official not see it i mean i was at the match and working at the game and i was further down the press box and it looked to me like a foul and i was further away than the fourth official like steve and don worked with don numerous times like him got a lot of time a lot of respect for him lovely guy i just don't know what was happening there the fact he gave uh, a caution for the first one where they they got sort of got tangled and tangled together this one was a clear arms round them for me I think the fourth official has got the best view on it because it's almost more over to that sort of side of the play in the, in the central area but it's a team failing there it's a team failing not just Don yes Don will carry the carry the can but Sands was all over the opponent and while we're saying it's denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity you're not saying the player's going to score a goal. What he has is denied him the chance to actually have a shot at goal because it was 20 yards to run into. I'm very surprised that Don not getting that one. And I think nobody would be more, more concerned about it than, than Don himself. Don will know that. And he'll, he'll, he, I don't think he'll do a great Saturday night, put it that way. No, he'll, he, I know what he's like. He'll, he'll beat himself up a wee bit. The, the same, as we, same as we all would. He'll be really annoyed that he, that he got that wrong. But he just has to dust himself down, get on with it. We all make mistakes. Every, everybody on the pitch makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that's Don, Don's mistake. Forget it. Move on. Can't, can't change it. And there's absolutely no point in beating himself up over it. So move on. And if you can't influence something, then don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You can't influence it. Done. Next game. Yeah, exactly. And that's one, Des, though, that, um, that VAR would be in right away. Quick shout down the year. Hey, Don, your man's definitely pulled him back there. Without a shadow of a doubt. I, I agree. I think it's, you know, there's there's an argument if it's not going to be a red card for denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity, it's certainly a second yellow. Navarre's not going to get involved for a, a caution, but that, that's going to be a review to say, as you've said, Don, that, that's that's a red card. Mm-hmm. That's potentially a red card. Have a look at that. Yeah, nobody would have complained. No. Nobody would have complained. Not a word. 
So Ross County went into that game without two of the most important players, and that's because they were retrospectively banned by the SFA, something the two of you had called for. So I guess credit where credit's due. The compliance officer finally came out from wherever he was and, <laughs> and issued the letters of complaint. Yeah, he's uh, obviously back on form as the compliance officer. Um, and on this occasion, yeah, the, the two of them were, were, uh, were bang on. I think there might have been some other conversations if the compliance officer hadn't intervened in, in that uh, in that occasion. Um, but no, bang on. And the, the, the two culprits got their just desserts. Yeah, I'm talking about Ross Callaghan, and obviously the Jack Baldwin, Des, who were both, but we've discussed their meaty challenges last week. So justice has been done then, I guess, in your view. Oh, absolutely. We called it right at the time. We said that both should have been red cards. The Callaghan one for me is just, said it was assault it was absolutely horrific uh, and then baldwin going over the top of the ball and the best thing that came from it okay they've got their retrospective um punishment and quite rightly so but the best thing that came from it is none of the commandant players were seriously injured because those were two very 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 severe challenges um, and they've seen they've seen people walk away for a long time with injuries like that yeah they were both leg breakers so i it should have been done at the time but yeah, done eventually anyway. But the, it's only that type of offence, Steve, that, that the compliance officer can get involved with, isn't it? Because some people are saying, well, why doesn't James Sands get retrospectively banned for his rugby tackle on, on Jordi Ewula? Yeah, um, you know, absolutely. And it's, it's just that because these two were done for uh, serious foul play, then the compliance officer will get involved. Mm -hmm. The the second one, the Sands one, even though we've, we've said what our opinion is and it's pretty clear what it is, it's still an opinion. So Don could... You know, it, it depends on, and I don't know what the observer said to him. If the observer's of the opinion that Don's missed a second yellow card, that's all he's missed. He's missed a booking. Nothing to do with the uh, with the compliance officer. The fact that the second yellow would have meant uh, a red card is irrelevant. It's not the compliance officer's territory. It's only is it, it's only violent conduct and uh, that type of thing. That yeah, the, yeah, yep. Serious, serious foul play. play. That's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the other one. Um, what did you reckon on the the performances in the other games? Then, Des, it was a pretty quiet weekend, wasn't it overall? There was nothing really that, that stuck out anything wrong. I mean, you're looking at Aberdeen, um, there was four yellow cards and a red card. Fitzwater's penalty, when he's received a, a pass back, a pass out from his goalkeeper, he then brings the player down. He didn't complain. The first thing he'd done was he put his jersey over his head, knowing exactly what he'd done. So no complaints, Kankar, penalty in the second half. Again, he's took a chance, he's gambled. Kumarnock. I don't even think there was any issues in the, the Kilmarnock highlights that I've seen. Celtic, okay, Stephen Fletcher, challenge on uh, Joe, Joe Hart. Hart. Yeah, I think he was entitled to go for the ball. I don't think he was getting in there to hurt anyone. John Beaton had a, had a decent game at, at Hearts and Johnson, so nobody's, again, we're saying um, here to praise the referees, of course we are. We've had a good weekend, nobody's talking about them. The only one is the Sands one, and we've discussed them. We've explained our interpretation of why we thought it should be a red card. That's really the, the takings that I took from the weekend. Interesting you bring up the, the Hearts and Johnson game. Just a couple of questions from some from some of the listeners to the show. And um, JGD1888, I wonder which team mm -hmm. uh, he or she supports, <laughs> uh, says, why, why were Hearts uh, allowed four subs in four separate stoppages out with half-time? It's up to the team when they make their uh, their substitutions. I know it's, it's different down south, but it's not up here. It's not a universal law thing. So mm -hmm. make your subs when you want. It's up to you. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's not an instruction that our guys have been asked to 
been asked to carry out. It really is just a, a an English instruction, as far as I'm aware. I don't think it's across the board in Europe either. That's that's what that's what my interpretation is. So it's, it's your team. You do what you want. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's something we should bring it up here? Should we have phases when you can use subs, and or should it just be whenever you feel like? No, I personally, it's whenever you feel like. Who who can who can ever anticipate when somebody's going to get hurt? Uh -huh. um, no, it's. No, let, let them go in with it. It's, it's the manager's it's the manager's job. It's up to him. It's his call, nobody else's. It's the manager's prerogative to, to change the tactics of the game at that time. It could be if a team's winning that they want to try and slow the game down and and, and, and shut off the defence. Or it could be they're wanting to try and attack and get it going, going away. If, if you put it into phases, you almost take that tactical awareness and decision-making out of the hands of the, of the manager. And at the end of the day, that's what his job's there to do, to manage, yeah, and, uh -huh. manage yeah. and get the team playing the way strange. that he wishes. I know. You give them five subs, so why would you try and sort of uh, control that in any shape or form? Well, it, seem, it, it does seem very strange. It's it's like the, the authorities deciding <laughs> uh, the team tactics and when they're allowed to change it. Piece of nonsense, if you ask me. Okay, then. Uh, Saints Girl has asked, uh, in the St. Mern game at the weekend, the Hibs player has, uh, has gone down. The referee didn't stop play when Hibs had possession. They played on and then lost position. St. Mern got the ball back. And they played on only for the referee to stop the game to, to allow the Hibs player to get treatment. And uh, it turns out that the Hibs player didn't sustain an injury at all. Well, very often, and speaking personally, I've stopped games and it turned out that the players <laughs> weren't particularly injured. So, <laughs> you know, th these things happen. But again, the, the whole point of stopping a game is if you think somebody has a significant uh, injury. I was going to say serious, but very seldom is it serious. But we'll say a significant injury. Mm -hmm. So that's when you, you're meant to call a halt. I just don't think that... You, called it right, letting play progress and then taking it back when uh, when the other team in were, uh, were in possession. Now, again, I, I don't know when he saw the injury. I don't know when he was made aware of it. But just, again, in mitigation, if that's when he's made aware that somebody's gone down hurt in italics, <laughs> um, then that's if that's the first opportunity that he gets to, to call a halt, then fair enough. Mm -hmm. But I, I agree. Um, all things being equal, you, you call a halt there and then. Yeah, having, having not been at the game, the referees... <laughs> You've got to judge it. Part of your, your duties of the referees, you judge the severity of an injury. If a player is severely injured, you stop the game straight away. Now, we didn't know if this is the first time that it's came to he's, he's, he's noticed that the guy's down injured. Um, but if you are, and I'm hoping it is the first time, I hope that you hadn't let it go, because I would like to think that if you think a player's injured, then you just stop the game there and then. You don't allow it. It doesn't matter who's got the, who's got the ball. It's the, the player's health and safety that comes, comes first. But if I remember see, correctly, Des, that was uh, Graham that was on that game. It was that was Graham yeah. Granger's first ever experience. First ever, so that that could be mitigation. His first ever Premier game. Yep. Um, and he might never do that again. He's puff uh, once he gets more experienced in it. That that would be mitigation in itself. But I, I'd be happy to go along with the the fact that that was maybe the first time he'd uh, been made aware of the injury. And uh, what happens if, if you find out a player isn't hurt? Should we just book them or maybe give them a kick or something like that and make sure they are hurt? Well, <laughs> you know, I felt like it a few times. <laughs> Saying nothing. Uh, yes. Um, no, if, if if they've tried to con you and tried to to, to, to take a loan, yeah, caution to you, but I wouldn't, I don't think that would ever come into it. If a player's down and you're stopping the game, you let them get treated, get them off, maybe they'll be wondering and saying, like, come on, you've pushed it, pushed it far enough there. Um, but uh, no, uh, I would never ever, I would never go for a referee issuing out uh, violence. Corporal punishment or something like that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you've seen, we were always cautioned never to touch a a any player, but you see uh, Kalina sometimes. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. 
you know, the fists in people's chests and stuff. Can't imagine anybody's going to try that up here. <laughs> I think if it's, when we see the area limits judging the severity of the injury, I used to always say to people, I'm not, after, after they stop playing, they say, oh, why? Why'd you stop playing? Well, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you that decision, but probably Steve's the only referee in Scotland that could have done that. Oh, I've, I've pulled that line a couple of times. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. and, and the looks on people's faces, it's, it's hilarious. How do you know? Are you a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, that brings us to ref of the week then, guys. Who do you think had the, the best performance in the, the Premiership this weekend? Well, a week's a long time in football. Um, last week, we were reluctant to to name anybody. Des and I have had a bit of a discussion. There's, there's three contenders. There's Colin Stephen, John Beaton, and Graham Granger. And I'm this week agreeing with Des that just because he had a, he had a good game, totally in control of it, but because of the, the fact that it was bigger than everybody else's because it was his first Premier game, I'm going to go with Graham Granger. I think that Graham's been on the cusp for a bit of time now. He's had to wait for his opportunity. He's getting his opportunity ahead of some other guys that are in the, the elite group. His first ever game on St. Man versus Hibernian. and I'm not talking about anything from it. I know we say that, that injury, but no, I would like to hear Graham and say, well done, congratulations. I would give it to Graham Granger. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, guys. Join us again on Get Involved Referee when we'll pour over the meeting of Glasgow's Big Two. See you next time. <laughs>